0: So you think being a self-published author makes you independent? Well, we get news for you. (laughs) We
1: are Andrea and Freya. And and we are here to become international (laughs) best-selling
0: authors. And we take you along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, just let's not talk about this. Okay,
1: but we've talked. We've just talked, and I can't. I can't believe that I'm saying this. We talked to Joe Pan, Joe Francis Pan, which you might better know as Joanna Pan. Um, she is and, uh, a New, New York Times bestselling author, USA Today list bestselling author. And what wanted?
0: What, what fire wanted to say? <laughs> well, basically that, but just to point that out, this is a woman who has hold, sold millions of books worldwide. Mm-hmm. So in terms of being a best-selling international author, she really <laughs> knows her stuff. And uh, Andrea and I had just the pleasure of talking to her. May I interrupt, please? That was polite. <laughs> I think it was the politest uh,
1: uh, interruption I ever ever on you. I have a very <laughs> okay. clear idea what it was like with you in school. <laughs> Because I wanted to add, she has not only sold uh, millions of books, but she has published over seven hundred episodes about uh, on her podcast about writing and about publishing. So,
0: if there's anybody on this earth to talk about self-publishing, to it's her. So, it's because she is she's an award-winning podcaster, she is a creative entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, I have trouble with that word. <laughs> <And> <laughs> And she and she writes really amazing books. She writes she writes thrillers, fantasy, nonfiction books for authors. So you really really want to check her out if you don't have already. And um, well, we have. And she writes memoirs because she has the privilege. Yes. book. that's true. So um, I think um, we I can say we have just had an amazing interview, and I think you will be very very excited to listen and to watch this. So. Um, Let's give it a go. But before we give it a go,
1: <laughs> I just tell you what the interview is about. <laughs> we are so excited still. This is because we're just, you know, everything is so... But just listen. Because the interview
0: is about Freya. It's about becoming a truly independent author, not just another author who puts the books up on Amazon and makes the money off of it, but to be truly indep- independent and to connect with readers. And what we mean by that, you will figure out when you listen or watch the interview. So without
1: further ado, have fun, take notes, seriously, take notes on this interview and um, <laughs> we'll see you after this. As you might tell from the Hackard, this is future Andrea, and I'm here to tell you about Jo's current Kickstarter campaign, because this is going to start on the 9th of October and you shouldn't miss it. So here's the QR code for the campaign. You find the link in the show notes, and it's about her shadow book, which I'm looking forward to reading for like ages it feels like that and now just take the moment to follow the campaign or to support it already and then without further ado now really here's the interview with Joe Anna Pat.: enjoy hello Joe. hello Jo it's so great to have you here thank you for taking the time to chat with us oh I'm excited to be here thanks for having me we are the excited ones trust me yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, we came up with an idea or we just had an idea that we really like to have your thoughts on. And actually it's best when Freya uh, talks about this because (laughs) she, she got this into her mind when she was listening to one of your podcast episodes.
0: Actually, it was the very first episode that I ever ever listened to you um, and Andrea recommended it to me. um, So (laughs) just to make sure. Um, And I think it was, um, you talked about um, the fact that when you publish ebooks, for instance, via via Amazon, and you actually are, you know, winning over readers, you are not really making them your customers, though. They are primarily still customers of Amazon. And um, this kind of really stuck with me and I was wondering. Does this mean that we call ourselves independent authors, but still we are actually publishing house authors just for Amazon?
2: (laughs) Well, that depends how you're publishing. So uh, I have in the last year uh, moved primarily into Shopify. So building a Shopify store. So um, as we record this, my new store, jfpenbooks.com is live and I have creativepenbooks.com. So I have two sites and mm-hmm. a Shopify store is like building your own Amazon. So you get customer data, you um, get the money immediately. And as you both know, you don't get the money immediately from anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. And and then you're responsible for the delivery, but we can use services like book vault and Lulu for print and book funnel for eBooks and audiobooks. So, uh, and this to me is what makes me feel like an independent author: is that I am truly independent in that way. However, I also still publish on all of the stores. So I publish on Amazon, on Kobo, on I'm on the Tolino in Germany. I'm uh, pretty much I'm on all the audio platforms. So. I'm, I guess you call that a wide author. I mm-hmm. always have been. So I've never been exclusive to Amazon for my work. Um, I Some authors choose to do this and that's fine as long as you're building an email list and you are ready to pivot if something changes. Because you're right, when we say independent author you might you might be in control of your books, but if you're not in control of the relationship with readers and then let's just say Amazon disappears. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Things happen. And then what do you do then? How can you still be an author? So if you're if you want to. And of course, Germany, the German platform is younger, let's say younger, mm-hmm. not as mature as the US and the UK and the English language Uh, stores so you've probably got longer before it becomes a very saturated market but you're probably also aware how saturated the English language market is Mm -hmm. so you can see the future for what's going to happen with the German stores at some point so my recommendation is to build at least build your email list and then if you're looking um, a couple of years ahead maybe for Germany, I don't know who knows, uh, but I'm certainly building that for, for myself now
0: okay
1: so are you, are you building this for your international books as well because in Germany, I do use Shopify as well, thank you for uh, the recommendation <laughs> which he has um, transferred but- to me by the way <laughs> <laughs> I was using WooCommerce before and well, let's not talk about it <laughs> uh, but the thing is, we don't have Book Vault and we don't have Lulu and uh, on the London Book Fair, I was asking Book Vault whether they would come to Germany, I think, and they didn't really say something about it. So we do not mm. have the, uh, the opportunity to uh, use print on demand services to, to, uh, 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 along with Shopify. So how do you do that with your international books?
2: Uh, I sell from Book Vault to Germany. So okay. they ship around That's the world. They do. That's yeah, the yeah, greatest news do, ever, <laughs> just of <yeah>. now. But <laughs> you but but um Okay, okay. that no, no. just the problem for the if your primary market is Germany, you're gonna have mm-hmm. to because of Brexit, you're gonna have to no. pay the import duty or the customer will have to pay import duty. So it makes it more okay. expensive for the customer. I mean they certainly ship around. Uh, I mean, I can't answer for their business. But um, yeah, I think that would probably be the issue for you. Um, But I can't see any reason why you couldn't set that up. However, I would expect that there is another store, another option in Germany. I mean, there's a lot of German merchants on Shopify. And I think this is a big thing around what we have to consider is when we are you know it's the two heads the author and we're primarily authors and we do all the author thing and then as a business person I guess you have to think that you're not an author you're just a business person so what I've been doing is actually trying to learn from people who have Shopify stores for shoes or Mm. clothes or other products uh, jewelry because they're they're in Germany and they're doing selling products so and a lot of instead of thinking print on demand think drop shipping and so again i don't know what the language is in german but you're you you're essentially becoming an e-commerce store Mm. rather than an author selling books so Mm -hmm. i i would suggest that you actually start almost start again with thinking about this and think okay what are some of the stores the German Shopify stores and what are they doing and what are, what services are they using? Because you might find that there is someone um, or there's another author, for example, a non-fiction author or, you know, in the US, poetry authors who are making tons of money, um, but they're using completely different ecosystem than we use as the sort of primarily Amazon-focused authors. And to be honest, for the last 15 years, we have focused on selling primarily on Amazon so this this is a big a big shift
1: yeah yeah it is
2: oh the other thing I would do is uh, contact I mean Lulu is a much bigger company than book vault but you could contact them and say um, look Lulu what is your option what are your options for us what can we do and uh, and kind of and amongst the German authors start asking all the German authors to ask Lulu or ask mm-hmm. Book Vault what what can happen?
0: That's a great idea actually, That's you know, great b- y- because, you know, you're when, when you have like a, a, a great demand, you know, for for instance, and uh, multiple authors, then they maybe see this as a business opportunity and not just a nuisance.
2: Exactly. And in fact, number of years ago now when I was like we need to do large print that the author community needs to do large print for accessibility reasons um vellum at the time they didn't offer large print stuff no one was really doing formatting for large print and because I started talking about it on the podcast a whole load of authors were like emailing going no no I need large print I need large print and now a lot of people are doing large print as as standard as part of accessibility reasons so I think uh, that would probably be the way I mean you you have a really um, a big community of German indie authors so I would you know however you do that kind of club together and s- start talking about this the other thing though is right now um you know people are doing really well in German in KU and you know the money yeah. is good so I mean it may be that you have a couple more years and then and the noise will grow and grow especially as you this is a new thing in the English language market. Really, it's only in the last year or so that people have started doing Shopify for books. So, yeah, you'd be early if you did this now. Um, so you never know. Wait six months, and things will start changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah and being early.
0: It, yeah being early has never been has never been terrible right so you know, sometimes <laughs> oh, oh I don't the... know
2: it, it has <laughs> been for example for me I first self-published in the German market in 2014
1: okay yeah, and it was really it,
2: early it was a failure it was an epic yeah. failure I got um, a book deal at the time with a very early German ebook publisher and didn't work so my German translation experience in 2014 wasn't absolute failure I ended up paying for things and just and in the end I unpublished those Mm -hmm. books oh yeah three years later 2017 Mm -hmm. 2018 was kind of when people started to publish more into the German market because the readership was there so that's an example of me being early and failing uh and yeah, so that can certainly another thing is uh, with audio. I jumped into audio as soon as it was available again around twenty fourteen um, when ACX was the only option, and I signed uh, deals over those first couple of years, which means I still don't have control of those audiobooks. Yeah, so this is what you have to think: mm. is you ca- being early can be a problem because yeah. um, you're out of pocket and you need to. I should have waited, but I. I didn't um took my books down and and all of that. So and I haven't gone back into German for fiction because uh you know, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm doing other things. But yes, yeah, so being early can be dangerous. Um but equally I'm I'm usually early. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't <see>. help it. <laughs> but
0: you know, you know t- speaking of dangerous uh, that's basically a nice transition to to the next question that we would like to to um you know bring to you basically um so um it's something you know when you know when when you talk about self-publishing it's always like you can go to this and you can use this service but basically you're making yourself very dependent on third parties right so just like something that you described you you sign a deal for maybe a number of years and your books are basically bound so just, you know, to 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 make this like really quick, like, what are the dangers of being this dependent on third parties? Like, what are the risks that you want to tackle by, you know, becoming maybe truly independent?
2: Well, this is why I've never gone with just one provider. I've always had multiple streams of income, always. So I, you know, multiple series, mul- multiple author names, multiple formats, multiple platforms. And... Um, so and also for me Amazon's never been more than you know a, a small percentage of my overall income. Oh wow. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, because I I've, say that. because I've built other things. Mm-hmm. So I've never felt that. Okay. And the thing is if um uh, now I think po- possibly around 6 5 or 6 years ago they might have got up to 60%. And I was like, I am not happy with that. And I worked very hard to bring down the percentage dependency. I love that. Yeah, so what you have to do is, and of course, this is very important to me. So again, you're younger than me, but back in 2008. Not that much, actually. (laughs) Well, 2000, 2008, uh, the global financial crisis, I was laid off and I still remember it. So I, I was very well paid and I, we were all laid off on one day. They just handed out these bits of paper and we were all laid off. Wow. And I went home to Jonathan, my husband, and I was like, that was the only company paying me that I had one stream of income and it was mm-hmm. my job and at the time we didn't have investments we didn't have anything else and that was the day I was like that is never happening to me again, so I will not let one company own a hundred percent of you know of my income streams so if you're feeling this way as an author if a a financial crisis happens and Amazon says right that's enough publishing we don't want to deal with (laughs) authors anymore which let's face it could happen Um, then you then you say oh do you know what that's a bit of a blow but I Mm. can just ramp up this other thing and that's why I mean I've like I said I've been selling direct for a long time Um, but it might be that uh, you know you have other opportunities you have you can do services you can do consulting you can do courses you can do teaching your craft um even like I looked at both of your websites you have lovely websites um I looked at your Instagram channels and I was like oh I need to be better at Instagram (laughs) (laughs) so it's like in a pinch in a pinch if your book sales went what else could you do to make money for most authors it is a day job (laughs) So it's not even an issue, um, but there are always ups and downs, and ups and downs in in the market.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree, and and this is why I'm I'm like doing the same uh, similar streams as you do. I have this nonfiction part. I have my podcast, and I have my own storage where I have I, I do print runs for my books, so I have piles of books there, which I sell over Shopify. Uh, we both just started on TikTok and uh. just yesterday I went into my storage to do a live <laughs> on TikTok because uh, one uh, one reader just ordered the book from me and I did the live and uh, four other people during the live ordered books from me, oh, which I could great. sign there. And in the end, I, I, I shipped not only one, but eight books. And, 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 and I, I totally agree. And I, I love this because uh, like this, I can connect to my readers, but I'm aware that TikTok could go away, just yes. like Amazon, uh, probably. <laughs> uh, it's more likely to go away within the next years. Um, uh, but and, and and I think this is important, I th- and that's what you said. When you go exclusive on on Amazon, you have to pick up these readers. You have to build your your mailing list, and and and, and this is why I love TikTok because uh, when people order books from me directly, I have their email addresses. Yeah, I have their
2: contacts. Yeah. Well, the problem, the problem with. And what most authors have done, it's not a problem if you're making money, it becomes a problem when you're not making money. And yeah. the the way that KU works for readers, as, as you, you two know, but you know, it, it, people borrow yes. digital ebooks, and then they return them. That's the language on KU is they return them, it's the same as returning a book you don't like it's returning a book you've read and so we're training them and they feel like it's free they feel like oh i've paid this monthly thing so what you have to i think the big difference is with shopify and this is something i'm learning so i'm i'll keep doing this because to me Mm -hmm. the person who buys the book and the person who bought your um book from your warehouse andrea it's not the same person who borrows an ebook from ku Ah that's so true. Yeah. That's this such a, a very amazing thought. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very different market. So we're almost and I'm looking at my email lists which I've built up for the last 15 years through free ebooks, cheap ebooks and I'm like I almost have to start again because I want to move people to buying ebooks, mm-hmm. buying audiobooks and buying print books. And that's the type of reader mm-hmm. we want to connect with mm-hmm. not the person who borrows from KU. Now, there's nothing wrong with the person who borrows from KU or the library or however else. We're not saying there's a quality issue. What we're saying is if our email list is full of people who borrow ebooks, then they're not going to buy our products directly uh, from us. So, sometimes we almost, they do? Yeah, sometimes they do, but how much? So, mm-hmm. I look at my email list as like this big, and maybe this many people are buying yes from my store so it is a challenge it's like oh i might have to start again that way um tick is interesting the TikTok shop uh you know they're almost building an amazon now where yes. you can do fulfillment through TikTok, which i think is fascinating uh but as you said it may be that the governments the eu or germany or the u.s the u.s is doing it like ban it because of the links with china but i don't know it might it might be fine um but what i was going to say Andréa, is having a warehouse with or having uh, printed books is fine when you have a smaller number of books
1: yeah i know. no <laughs> I, I, I do i do have 23 books out you and 25 20? written. so it's have, not that have you got all of not those that in small. stock i them. <laughs> all there there are thousands of books in that warehouse so it's it's a lot wow and but okay. I know the problem. I was just talking to Freya because she mm. wants to print out her hardcover books and I was like, I'd really have like to have hardcover books there as well. And then I was like, Oh no. Oh, now, I'm to, now I'm going to now now I need to um let be printed twenty three uh books into hardcovers and then I was just calculating, you know, the amount of money. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's too ex- me. I mean
2: this is a decision I made like <sighs> 20, 20 years ago really I had a scuba diving business in New Zealand mm-hmm. and I was like I am never running a physical business again um, Okay, so I made that decision early and I completely get why you're doing that but for me it's all about freedom it's all about you know you can buy hardbacks and large print and all the print stuff I'm going to get into mugs and calendars and like all these other merchandise and every single thing will be drop shipped <laughs>
1: I get this, but the problem when when I started doing this, this was in 2019, Mm. and the only uh, uh, print-on-demand service I would would have really considered was uh, BOD, and they would take, or they still take your printing rights, Mm. which means you are not allowed to print your books
0: uh yourself it's like uh, it's like a publishing house deal basically where you sign away basically the rights to every version of your book it it, is whether it's the ebook the audiobook and this is kind of standard practice here in germany for a lot of the print-on-demand services Mm. so um it's not really making you independent it feels like yeah Yeah, they even take I, your I audiobook really rights. F- and and, and uh, I wanted
1: to have I don't know if you can see that, but I wanted to to mm. print out really nice books because they have this UV or uh, foil and, and they have flaps uh, okay. and they have colours. So they're pages really nice and No,
2: I completely get it. I completely get it. It's just a case of what ha- what do you want to what do you want your business to be, I guess. And yeah, um, yes. the other thing, again, I I mean, within the EU area So what if you printed books in Germany or got a drop shipper in Italy or Spain outside of Germany? Like it doesn't have to be, like it doesn't have to be the UK because then there's the Brexit issue. But within the EU, like printing it somewhere else and shipping it from Spain. Like in Spain, the 20 Books um, Seville conference that I went to, there were lots of Spanish authors doing Selling Direct. Um, So that's an option possibly uh, I guess I'm just trying to go like there must be an answer to this problem because you're not Mm -hmm. the only people doing this in Germany Um, so that's possibly something I would look at is what are the Spanish authors doing and is could it be could you ship from Spain obviously printing in German and shipping from Spain to German customers it might be an idea don't know anything about it but that's what I would be thinking
0: I'm liking this idea because you know, this is yeah. something that I, I'm I, I don't have a shop on my website yet, but the thing, you know, what Andrea and I just discovered with TikTok is that there is... TikTok is working differently than other social media platforms. It's mm-hmm. v- very much focused on the print book. People want to have this printed yep. book that they can hold into the camera. And mm-hmm. so and and the way they talk about the book, and it, it's a little bit different, and, but it's also a huge opportunity that we all really would like, you know, to to take on. And um, <laughs> we already do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, um, um, like you said, you know, it's I have you know trouble seeing myself, you know, having a storage for thousands of my books and you know going there every day and signing <laughs> them, um, because uh, well, and so so I related
2: that very much. So I think your your way of thinking is very very helpful to me at the moment. Mm. Well, the other thing, like I said, TikTok shop. Um, TikTok are actually setting up their own, they're an e-commerce store. TikTok is different because it is an e-commerce platform, not yes. a social network. Um, so that's the way to think about it. And from what I have heard, you, uh, they're now, I mean, like Book Vault is going to, is going to integrate with TikTok shop so you can sell directly to their platform. But again, you might have to look at other options or use that for selling into America for example yeah. you know cuz people read german all over the world um you know i'm sure when if you think that way um but what was the other thing i was going to say uh yeah i mean i think that's that's the other thing oh that was it um i have done just ebook and audiobook only for over a decade so that would be the other potential freya mm-hmm. would be look, I'm just going to wait. Like, seriously, things are changing so fast right now that if you just wait, so for example, I'm not doing any more audio books unless I narrate them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to wait to see. Yeah, I'm going so to wait to see we, how we things... We narrate ourselves as well. Yeah. How, how, how are things going to change in the next year in audio? Um, there are lots of things that are changing really fast. So yes. I would yeah. potentially wait. It may be that you can just Use TikTok's drop shipping. Out I of Germany, I don't know if
1: that's available in, in Germany as well. But we are we are translating our books into English, and mm-hmm. uh, this is going to be our twenty twenty four project <laughs> to 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 get into that market. So. Um, and and then having my own warehouse to sell books and send them to I don't know Tennessee or, else or even <laughs> London, it just doesn't make sense. And it's really it's really like. It's, um, um i uh, was shopify i not only have the print books i have my audiobooks there i have some of my ebooks there mm. um and i have uh, like uh, some some di- digital product pro- digital products <laughs> uh, like uh, notion templates and stuff so I, I i i'm really with you there because mm. um yes um having a warehouse takes away a part of my freedom but then
2: again i enjoy it i really enjoy yeah, it. if you've <laughs> being there you enjoy uh, it, the books and yeah it, it's, that's uh, great the other thing i would say on the see the sign book thing is the kickstarter so for me mm-hmm. you know yeah. doing kickstarter first to give, do the sign books and the print run and you've got the money before you pay for it and mm-hmm. then move to print on demand so you're almost doing all the nice things that you want to do but then you're moving it on um so yeah i think there's I th- you're right though if you enjoy it carry on doing it it's just if if you get to a point where you're like do you know what i'm not enjoying this anymore or i want to do other things then think about how else you could do it so i uh, for my next book i will do a kickstarter and then it will go on shopify and then it will go um wide
1: I see. And I'm going, um, and and already decided to copy this because I have a, (laughs) I have a book coming out uh, in a few months from now. Probably. (laughs) It's, 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 it's done already. But um, I was, uh, I wanted to do this on Kickstarter ever since I heard you doing the pilgrimage book on Kickstarter. And I'm really excited about this. And I think this is, this is amazing. Um, because it's, it's like, it's like the directest thing you can do. Yes finding new readers and finding passionate readers hopefully but I have no idea how this is going to work out in Germany
0: (laughs) yeah but but because this is the interesting thing about kickstarter I think you you dive into that into the podcast that there's a different economic system on kickstarter Mm. because people are not just buying a book and that's the deal they are really connecting with you and which is the beauty of it but it's also going to be interesting whether in Germany that there if there's a hunger for this if there are people who really want to you know, have this kind of connection with authors we don't know yet. So this is going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I think just de-risk it, de-risk it entirely and make it, I don't know, 500 euros as Mm -hmm. your goal. Like don't put a big goal, have a really (laughs) small goal. And then if you sell or even like, you know, 100 euros or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and make it so that you, you know you've got enough fans to buy the book Um, And then like the fiction authors who are doing it in English, they're building up. So some people literally, they make $200 on their first fiction Kickstarter. And then the next one, maybe they make $500. And then the next one, maybe they make two and a half thousand. And so what they're doing is just starting really small and growing the audience. And also you have to, this is what I was saying before about what kind of readers you have, it's training. You have to retrain your readers. you know a lot of people said to me yeah a lot of people said to me oh well why can't I get so the on the video the pilgrimage hardback that's not on Amazon unless it's being sold second hand that's only from my store there is a black and white version paperback on Amazon and the ebook and the audiobook are there but um people email me all the time saying why can't I get the hardback on Amazon I'm like well it's not there you have to buy it from me and that's like a retraining them Mm -hmm. Um, and I explain I say look the quality is higher Um, you you know you're getting it from me an independent author and my independent printer but there's a lot of education that we have to do because we've spent so long. Directing people to an Amazon link. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it, 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 uh, <laughs> And uh, but, but 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 that's what I'm
1: doing right now. Um mm. um, I have a lot of video readers for my for my books. So a lot of my um subscribers, uh, many of subscribers, have already read the book I'm going to publish on Kickstarter, and I have sent it the ebook to to tick to book talkers, so mm. book bloggers on TikTok and I really want to engage them there. I really want them to uh, talk about the book as soon as I'm starting the campaign or, or a little bit earlier, so that I have, hopefully, a little bit of traffic there and, and people being interested. And I was thinking about doing it like uh,
2: two months before uh, Christmas, so mm. I can, uh, you know. Yeah, october yeah. I I might yeah. do another one at the same time. But yeah. remember, the biggest thing with um, the Kickstarter is to put up the pre-launch page as soon as possible. Okay. so So sometime in the next month Mm -hmm. get that pre-launch page up because then if people start talking about it they can go and notify and what um what a lot of people told me is that the more people you get on that pre-launch they all get emailed as soon as you go live and you actually have to press a go live button and then um they all get emailed and i funded like within 10 minutes because of those yeah those people um but you you remember I I changed my goal my goal know, was originally yeah. five five thousand pounds and I changed it to one thousand pounds <laughs> because I was so worried so sure. yeah I would if I, if it was I mean I haven't done fiction yet um maybe next year mm-hmm. um because yeah it's such a big deal but um I, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what this next one is and I've learned A lot since the last one, and and I've heard people, they say, like, you have to, if you want to do a bigger Kickstarter, you have to plan it like a whole project. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you want to do, like, a €100,000, that's going to take you a lot more planning than if just getting 500 euro <laughs> I know
1: but 100 a hundred euro I mean I
2: couldn't do that in, in just selling uh, hardcover books uh, exactly be- right now uh- right now but even if you look at what Brandon Sanderson did his first kickstarter was around 6 million and his second was 43 million oh, for books <laughs> Yes, books. Have you not seen this? But look up Brandon Sanderson no. on Kickstarter. He's now famous. Oh, well. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest uh, Kickstarter project of, of all time.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think actually, if you if you type in Kickstarter author
2: on Google, I think it's like one of the first results, and then you have multiple yeah. articles about him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, because it, it, it I mean, all the publishers went, what the hell? Yeah, but <laughs> but he he actually had to employ a staff of something like forty yeah. people so so this is the other thing i mean he basically has a bigger publishing company than most publishing smaller publishing companies um but yeah so i think that but what we're talking about here i mean if people listening and they're like but i just have an ebook on amazon i mean that's where you start but Mm -hmm. what we're talking about is for me it's like i've done 15 years with the old model and i'm looking to my next 15 years in the new Mm -hmm. model, which will be primarily digital first, um, direct first, direct first publishing, followed by wide publishing. Um, That's basically how I'll do it. But for many Mm -hmm. people, I mean, that is really running a business and you two run businesses, but most authors don't run businesses. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to. And they don't want to. So this is what's going to happen. I feel like the number of authors who are going to transition to the direct first model are much much smaller than the number of authors who are just putting ebooks uh, into KU and that's good for us <laughs> it is I know, good yeah.
1: but but on the other hand it would be nice bec- if, if it were more because then uh, more readers would be you know well kind of buy your ebook on amazon or on one of the other pages uh I don't want to buy it directly from you because you know as you said we have to train readers and the, the more authors uh, that are doing this the, the, the more readers are trained like this but i think yeah.
0: at the end for the customer i think it doesn't really make a difference whether you know he's spending money a certain amount of money whether he like for him i don't i i i feel like this could be something that you could actually really market like you can give this to me an independent author and not amazon that
2: is not you know like the most popular company in the world let's face it well i I think think in germany you've got a better chance like this i mean Mm -hmm. the problem is that people can get their ebooks from Tolino, right or they can Mm -hmm. get their ebooks from kobo um you're not so sewn up with amazon in germany than we are in in the us and the uk okay it's all sewn up i mean it's not entirely obviously kobo apple google they have some share of the market but you know it's much in Germany I think it's much more balanced
0: well Mm -hmm. though I think Adria and I we both made the experience we both tried to publish wide with our ebooks and we just (coughs) had to realize we are not really reaching people so for me um, I first published wide my my ebooks and then once I switched to Amazon it was like entering a new world. All of yeah. a sudden, I made money with my eBooks, and it, I didn't before. And so, I think um, I think we are we might be moving into this direction that Amazon is also like very intertwined into the, in the book market and is really having this monopoly, basically.
2: Mm, but yeah. for eBooks only. So I also yeah, know authors yeah. who that's are true. now uh, you know some authors just sell paperbacks and audio direct and Mm. they put their ebooks in KU so that's fine as well so I think that's the what you have to think is all of these are just different options for different formats maybe you have a print only store if you can figure out how to do the print on demand options um or the mix and match option I guess what we've talked about then maybe that's the way forward um Mm -hmm. But yeah, so if you're making money, the other, the other thing I would say is if you're an author who's making really good money in KU, then for sure, make the most of it. But what you need to do is take a proportion of that money and put it somewhere else. So um, yeah. obviously, this is not a finance podcast. I'm not a financial <laughs> advisor, but look at investing somewhere else. So, mm. so not all of your income is sewn up with books and publishing like think about really diversifying your income for the future so that's what I would do or at least put some mu- some of that KU money away for when the gold rush finishes mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the reality of the US and UK market at this point is okay. the gold rush is over and now we're moving in a mature market you're still in the gold rush in Germany okay
0: yeah that's we're kind Kind of on the way out i guess but yeah but it's 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 something it's it's
2: a very clear thought you know to keep in the head i think (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean and a lot of people are now looking at italy spain france hoping that the gold rush might arrive but it's interesting certainly france france is has always legislated against amazon yes um So who knows? But a lot of us didn't think the German market would take off digitally because certainly when in 2014 Mm. when I was publishing and everyone was like, "No, we're very literary. We like physical books. We're not going to read digitally. This will never happen in Germany." Exactly. And then, and then of (laughs) course, that sounds so German. (laughs) Yeah. Within three to four years, it all changed, and the my problem was I was too early in that market, and uh, so we say oh no France is too literary it would never do that but maybe it will <laughs> you know
0: well I think Covid it's- changed a lot too in that regard I think yeah. um, you know when mm. when the bookstores were all shut down people moved a lot more to eBooks, and they haven't a part of them moved back but not all of them I think
1: Mm. But it's interesting because German authors always tell me, who, those who are starting out just now or within the past few years, and they are always like, well, I wish I would have started in uh, 2012 when uh, <laughs> KDP went. To- yeah, uh, yeah, exactly.
2: And I- <laughs> yeah, there's always pros and cons. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, there was no digital audio back then. Um, it was, I mean, there was hardly any any way to market Yes. um there weren't there there were some readers, but not many and I mean the reality is I was obviously around back then, and m- many many of the authors who were big back then are gone and to me this is what we what we have to come back down to is what's your definition of success and do you if you want this to be a long term business then build a long term business and that has to be sustainable production so I've never done rapid release i've never written to market and there's nothing wrong with those things but a lot of the people who have disappeared like went really really hard and then they burned out and then they left because being an author was no longer fun so this would be the main my main recommendation is this has to be a good life andrea like Mm -hmm. you said you like going to the warehouse and signing books and sending it like we have to enjoy what we do otherwise what is the point go get a better paying job yes
0: exactly (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes, and and
1: I I loved what you said in one of your last uh, podcasts about um, writing to market is going to be the first. uh, These are going to be the first books who may be substituted by AI. And yeah,
0: (laughs) that's. But but you don't write to market, Freya. Yeah, I know, I don't. But I don't. It's just it's just a terrifying thought, though. You know. Um... Yeah, but because they're so predictable. Because
1: yeah. uh, yeah. They just have this clear structure, which is fine, which yeah. is great. I wish mm-hmm. I would. I wish I could write like that, but I just, I, I just don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I can either. can't no? either. Yeah, you're so, plotting.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that I, I obviously agree. I think that, I mean, the other here's something to throw out there. AI translation is also getting better. So, mm-hmm. we f- know yeah
1: <laughs> we definitely know i just i just i just get feedback from um from from RC readers um to whom i sent um, i did um translate two books by D, uh, with people mm. deep and and then i edited them myself and then i sent them to
2: a, um, an editor mm. and uh, people didn't recognize that they are translated Right. Okay. well, see, this is the thing. So here's another possible disruption, which is, uh, I think, I mean, you know, when you travel, you can use Google Lens, right? And you can hold your phone over things and it will translate it. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, in the future, there would just be apps that auto translate things and they sure again there will be literary works and poetry and some of our books won't be appropriate for immediate translation but many of them will be so is it that's another reason I'm not doing translation anymore is because within the next few years it things may be quite different all over again, and Ooh, so yeah. someone in Germany could just, bu- you know, pick up an app on the app store and read all of my fiction in German. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's an I... interesting thought as well. That's
1: an interesting <laughs> thought. But then again, jo- joining the English market now, and and because I I actually wanted to 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 um, publish my first uh, book in, in the English market uh, quite soon, but. I really want to build my author platform first. I really want to have uh, like my mailing list and and people following me and, and and stuff. And I think when you have that in the English market, and AI starts um, translating your books just on the reader, just on the go, basically, um, then having a platform still makes sense, doesn't it?
2: Yes. Well, this is the this is the superpower. it it is all going to be all about your relationship with the reader. Mm -hmm. So they, so, you know, I can be like, I'm Joe, this is me with my book and you want to buy this from me. I'm a, I'm a person and that's how we're going to sell books (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's pretty indistinguishable. Otherwise, um, who, who's a real author already. Um, So yeah. And also this is another marketing technique for selling direct is if you because I've been I'm scammed and plagiarized and people publish under my name on Amazon all the time Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
2: all the time that you can buy like you might buy one of my books and and it and it won't they will have used my covers my name and it's not even my books or it is my book and they've just plagiarized the whole thing and Amazon's not really controlling that so I mean they do if you report it but it's like bat the rat whatever you call it you know it pops up and you have to bash it down again um so this is another kind of marketing angle is look if you buy from my store then it is my real book it's Mm. not plagiarized it's not pirated it is my book so i think that trust is going to become very very important as technology improves like a currency Um, of its own Yes and eventually yeah. we're going to get some some provenance things uh, I think they'll be on blockchain some people think there are other things but there will be provenance that we can prove things but that's not around yet so yeah I think trust and building your platform you're right and the email list and if you can do that in more than one language you're amazing <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course we are
2: <laughs> yeah I mean that's another reason I gave up with Germany I just didn't want to build uh, another I just couldn't do that plus it, it like you know it's very localised um, so yeah I mean I do have some German books and in, fact, in fact as we talk I'm thinking that they're probably in KU the e-books my <laughs> okay. German ebooks uh my nonfiction that i did a few years back um i literally don't even look <laughs> so yeah i don't focus on it
0: so looking at the time and uh yeah. said that um you know and but there's like because we sent you a bunch of questions beforehand and there's this one question that i really wanted to kind of get off my chest so i'm just gonna dive right in um so Like, what is your recommendation if you're starting out as a new author, whether it be like you are starting out for the very first time or as a new author in a new market? Would you recommend to really start off this independent way, like from the start? Or is it something that you should rather dive into when you're a more established
2: author? Oh, I mean, I I think that you have to think about the energy that you have around the whole thing. So okay. people listening will either feel energised by what all of this, like we are, or <laughs> they'll be completely turned off. They'll be like, no, no, don't want to do it, don't mm. want to do that. And they're so I'm not here anymore. Well, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're basically not listening to this, and they're not people who are interested. They might read our fiction, but they're not interested in this. And so I all I was indie from day one. Um, I always wanted to run a business, I always wanted to make money doing this, so I was always willing to, I wanted to replace my day job. Most traditionally published authors have a have a different job, um, so, you know, that you have to want, if you want to run a business, this, this is your job, as well as your passion and all of that kind of thing, so I think there are a lot of traditionally published authors who come into indie because they get dropped by the publisher or they want to make some more money or whatever. So it's certainly a route, but there are a lot of indies who also go traditional. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think the, and also indies who sell rights, license rights in other languages. So, you know, that's that's kind of the way I think it, I don't think there is an answer anymore. It has to be the person, each individual person has to, like really look at themselves and feel the energy around stuff um, and if you hate the idea of doing anything businessy then go traditional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically
0: so but I le- I love that answer because it's like it's yeah. like looking for for the person you are within rather than like an outside answer it's some it's like look in the mirror and look at have a good look at yourself
2: yeah and also your goals you know like my goal was to leave my job and make a living yes that's that was my goal some people they really want to have a a book in the german bookstore down the road Mm -hmm. or they want to go to a festival and speak on the stage and they pretty much only allow traditionally published authors you know what I mean it's like if if you want those things if you want to win an award as you know most awards Mm -hmm. are not open to independent authors Mm -hmm. so some people will have those kind of uh goals and there's nothing wrong with those goals and but if you want those goals then maybe traditional publishing is also better because that's what you want and then your goals change at different points right so you can change what you do
1: Great. So we always have two questions in the end of an interview. And the first one is, uh, which uh, change do you wish for in the book world? In the book world?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's a teeny tiny question. (laughs) I I really think it's just an acceptance of other ways of doing things. Love that. I mean, whether it's authors who do want to utilize AI or authors who do want to go direct or authors who want traditional deals or authors who like TikTok and don't like TikTok. Like, <laughs> what annoys me, I and mean, this is just people, right? This is people judging each other for their choices. But it seems like whenever there's something new, uh, people will have a go, you know, and maybe it's still the same in some parts of the German publishing industry where you're, look, you're looked down <laughs> upon. It's like, oh, you're oh, not yeah. a real author.
0: Uh, oh yeah yeah (laughs) heard that many times
2: exactly well i i would encourage you because i had that for many years and then it goes away when you eventually when the market kind of matures a bit so yeah basically i would say i would really like everyone to just be more accepting and to understand that um we're book people like we are book people and if other people are book people then we should all just love each other and yes, read yes. books and buy books and yes. you know that's that's what we should focus on instead of saying we're the publishing industry maybe we should just say we're book people
1: <laughs> Yay, love yeah that. i love that it makes it a lot more human so freya
0: you're with the t- second question
1: yeah you love it andrea
2: much.
0: always passes this question to me because i have a book on my to be read f- pile that <laughs> no one's not the reading okay (laughs) it's it's my it's her it's her book that i still haven't come around to read Um, so um no but the second question is um so what is the book highest on your to be read file pile and why haven't you read it yet
2: (laughs) Uh, why haven't i read it yet um i'm always i change my mind every day about (laughs) what i'm yeah i can relate <laughs> what i'm reading next um i do i did last night just finish the latest daniel silver i don't know frey if you read daniel silver because uh, i saw your books are a bit darker um yeah than yeah well, i have i think read one of
0: his but it's a long right. time ago but yeah but yeah i but so I, I, just,
2: I finished it last night so it's like a spy thriller yes um mm-hmm. and this one was a lot about ukraine and russia and so it's very political so i guess a political spy thriller that i finished last night and as i finished it and then i turned off my um you know everything and went to sleep uh so i guess right now what will happen tonight when i read fiction in bed is i i will open up and i do read on my kindle um <laughs> fiction and i read print um for nonfiction and listen I to understand. audio um, but yeah I will open it up and I'll be like right what do I feel like so I don't actually <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> have I, I mean I'm always read. I read multiple books at the same time I and mean, yes. if you could see i have maybe 20 books on the floor here that are <laughs> for my next non-fiction book which would be called the shadow book um, um i have like yeah 20 books that are to be read and and i have been collecting them for years and probably the main thing there is that i often collect books and then at some point i feel it's time
0: yeah yeah i don't think there's
2: anything wrong with that you know no yeah
0: <laughs> no. i love that it, it, yeah me it, too makes me feel so much less bad about myself sometimes <laughs>
2: we're book people remember we're book yeah, people by buy books we, we <laughs> are
1: so, joanna <laughs> joe thank you so much for being here it was, was uh, it was amazing oh i'm not nervous uh, anymore by the way
2: <laughs> yeah good it's <laughs> just me <laughs> that's just me but yes if people are interested i have the creative pen podcast yes and uh come on over to oh i should uh, let me just one more time, of if you course, like course, horror, yeah. um... we link everything below. So <laughs> brilliant. So JF Penn books is where I'm primarily selling this, but it's also everywhere else.
0: <laughs> well, so. I, I think I can speak for Andrea myself, like our hearts are full, like f- seriously, I feel like like I, I was a cup and now I'm full and I have this amazing <laughs> things to 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 process, basically. So thank you so very yeah. much for coming so much for the inspiration. Oh, thank you for having me. So have a great day and much success to you. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Bye <Bye-bye>. bye. So, <laughs> yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. This is crazy. <laughs> so start? what did you take from this?
1: What um th- do you still have questions? Probably. Do you still have questions? Well, I mean I yeah. I have a put, ton of put,
0: questions. Put them in the comments, guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And try too, or let us know, them.
0: write us a message. Um we have a lot to process andrea and i i think i do yeah me too and i the, the main thing
1: i have to process is um that books will be translated like directly immediately automatically yeah
0: i never thought of this why didn't we think yeah, of b- this yeah but i think she might be probably right about that but the thing mm-hmm. is what the main thing that i took away was basically we are in a, in a at a point in time where things change rapidly mm-hmm. and I think this is also a, a time of opportunity for us as authors, and you know, I think we should grab those opportunities by the head and yes. we go along.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, guys, I really need a break now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And a journal. I need a pen and a piece of paper just to write down. And, and I'm really looking forward to edit this video because I need to rewatch this maybe you you'd like to rewatch this too okay so Fire. thanks for watching it was amazing mm. with you thank you
0: yeah thank you too we make and a great team once again mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> even though I'm always interrupting you and you kind of don't do that that often
0: so <laughs> no? yeah that's because go. I listen <laughs> <laughs>
1: I listen too. This is the, the, <laughs> the reason why I'm interrupting is because I'm listening. Because
0: I'm, I'm, I'm listening so closely that I, I always think like, yes, 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 yes. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. You know, the, the jokes happen time to time. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Bye, guys.
1: Um, subscribe to the channel, which is like the, the latest moment to tell
0: you. And see you. <clears throat> see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.